0: Amen. I'm so, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for the power of Jesus in my life. I'm grateful for his redemption. And I'm grateful for his strength. And I'm grateful for his love for me. And I'm grateful that he has set me on a path. And I'm grateful that, that I can just turn my whole life over to him. And receive him in every aspect of my life. As they were singing this song this morning, I was thinking, you know, the sentiment of the song. Reminds me of a song that I used to grow up with, that I grew up with way, way, you know, way back there, you know, when I was a young man, six years ago when I was just a, you know, because what's interesting is the 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 sentiment is the same, the style changes. But there was a song that that I remembered and it was it was Ain't Nobody, Can Nobody Do Me Like Jesus. Do you remember that song, Gary? It went, Can nobody Do me like Jesus, can't nobody. Anybody? Do me like the Lord, can't nobody. Do me like Jesus, He's my friend. What do you think, you guys? Anybody? Anybody? I got like... I actually heard that song this week. Uh, Andre Crouch. told me to run on, he healed my body, told me to run on, he my body, told me to run, on, he my me to run on, he's my friend. All right, we're going to have a gospel brunch right after the service today. Yeah. Amen. Uh, before you sit down, we should actually get into the sermon portion, otherwise it's going to turn into a singspiration for the rest of the Sunday. There's a scripture I want to read you before you sit down from Galatians. We're sticking in Galatians for a minute, and I love it. It says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, even a little bit of joy every once in a while, if that's all right, some peace, some forbearance, which, is, which means patience. Patience. How many need some patience to, today with a, somebody? Don't turn to them if you need patience for them. Uh, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, this is the fruit of the Spirit. This is what God wants you to experience, right? And so he says this, he says, since we live by the Spirit, in other words, since the Spirit is the thing that gives you all of the strength, the salvation, the joy, the power, all of that, since we live by that, since that's the source of our life, right? That's the source of our breath and our and our strength and our power. Since we live with that, Let's keep in step with that. In other words, let's stay on rhythm. Let's stay in tempo with the Holy Spirit this morning. Amen, somebody? So I want to preach to you just for a few minutes today on a topic that I want to call the rhythm of the Spirit. The rhythm of the Spirit. On your way to your seat, tell somebody near you, just say, keep the beat. Just keep the beat, and you may be seated. Amen. 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 so we're in Galatians chapter 5 um, and as I was thinking about that, that, that passage always has always struck me, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit, like let's stay in, in the sync with the Spirit, in tempo with the Spirit, and uh, I was thinking today, I was, I was wondering like, does anybody know anybody who is rhythmically challenged, anybody know anybody <laughs> who is rhythmically, okay if you don't know I know, because I just saw you rhythmically. Some, some of you were. And uh, it's, hard, it's hard if you're rhythmically challenged because you actually can't hear the rhythm, so you don't know that you're rhythmically challenged. You're just, you're just rhythmically challenged. I, I saw a video, this is a while back, it's a, it's a um, viral video on YouTube of somebody who was a little bit rhythmically challenged. And the real irony in the video is that the person who is rhythmically challenged in the video is a drummer. And uh, so the, the person that you need to be most in sync and on beat and in tempo is the one who is least on tempo. And, and there's a it's, it's a it's a video of like a worship service, a pretty calm, pretty, you know, low key, easy going worship service where the worship leader is leading the, the, the congregation in that song Oceans. You know that song Oceans where it's, it's kind of a ballad. It's kind of a beautiful melodic ballad. And she's singing and playing and then. The problem is that the drummer that they have on the team, and I'm sure he's playing as unto the Lord, but he's like a heavy metal drummer. Like he's like a like a death metal drummer and he's and he's not entirely in sync with what's happening in the worship service. I just feel like maybe I should play. Should I play that video for you this morning? Just to see. Okay, let's just see what what happens. That's my favorite drummer. I love you, Mark. You're a great drummer. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not in sync with what's going on. It's not that it's not good. It's just not in sync with what's happening. Um, you know, sometimes, I don't know if I can preach after that, you know. Um, sometimes in, in our own life, we get out of sync, all right? Sometimes in our own life, we get out of tempo, with what is supposed to be happening in our life. If you've ever experienced that that feeling where you go, you, you almost sometimes, you can't put your finger on it, but you just go, I'm just a little bit off. I'm, I'm like a little bit off, like relationally maybe, I'm just a little out of step, I'm a little out of sync, I'm a little off beat, I'm a little off, temp, or spiritually, or financially, or in my career, or at my job, I don't know what's going on, I'm just a little off, right? I'm a little off sync, I'm a little off-tempo. We all have these experiences in life, where, where we get out of sync. And the Apostle Paul is telling us, hey, there's a rhythm to the Holy Spirit, and he wants you to be in step with it. He wants you to be in step with the Spirit. And that's why I, I love this, that scripture. It says, since we live by the Spirit... In other words, what he's been saying this whole letter is nothing that you do can get you into God's good grace. We've been pre- If you haven't been here for this whole series, you should... Go back and watch the videos. Because he's really saying this. He's saying nothing that you do can get you into God's good grace. He does that by the Spirit. In fact, your life is a gift from the Spirit. You live by the Spirit. The breath that you take in, that's by the Spirit. Everything that God has done for you is from the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. And since we live by the Spirit, he says, now let's get in step. Let's get in sync. Let's get onto the rhythm of the spirit let his rhythm let his word let the word of god uh, give us the path that he's calling us to walk down like we don't want to march to a different drummer, we want to march to the drummer of the spirit we want to walk that out the problem though is that sometimes we don't know we're out of step like we think we're in sync we think that we are tracking along with what god wants us to do and other people might be able to look at your life and go man it's Nope. It's out of sync. But you don't know you're out of sync, out of sync, because the, the reason is you're 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 in in a, in a sense, you know, rhythmically challenged spiritually. All of us are. We need other people every once in a while to come and say, hey, there's something I've observed. There's something I've seen. It's like a blind spot. Like by definition, you cannot see your blind spot. Right. Somebody has to tell you about the blind spot. Right. Or I have a cousin, for instance, who's tone deaf. She's genuinely tone deaf. I love my cousin. But, but when she sings, she doesn't know that she's not on pitch. Everybody else knows it, but she doesn't know it. The reason she doesn't know it is because she's tone deaf, so she can't tell, right? We get out of sync, and so sometimes we need to figure out, am I in sync with the Holy Spirit? Am I walking down the path that the Spirit would have me walk down? Is my life aligning with what God wants for me? And so what I want to do this morning for just a few minutes, I want to first I want to diagnose. I want to help you diagnose as to whether or not you are in sync with the spirit. And then I want to turn the corner and and talk for a minute about how do we get in step? How do we get in sync? So how do we know we're out of step? First way we know we're out of step is interpersonal disharmony. If your life right now is characterized by unresolved conflict with somebody or unforgiveness for somebody that you uh, that has wronged you or that has harmed you. Or maybe you need to ask forgiveness for someone that you have harmed. Right. If, if, if there's that kind of disharmony or maybe there's drama in your life and it just kind of keeps popping up and there's some, you know, inconsistency, some disharmony. That can be a cue to you, a clue that you are out of sync with the spirit. All right. All right. Somebody, I'm not going to you any amens this morning, but that's that's the reality. If, if you are finding that you are experiencing disharmony with other people, it's like a, if you watch a marching band, and the marching band is all marching one way, right? And then the marching band turns right, but somebody turns left, right? There's suddenly disharmony, right? You're out of step. You're out of sync. If you watch the 2015 uh, Super Bowl, you'll remember Left Shark. Anybody remember Left Shark? Yeah. The eight people who know what I'm talking about. Love this (laughs) illustration. Everybody else, trust me, or Google it. But anyway, you get out of sync. You get off step because you're out of sync with other people. That's an indication that you're out of sync with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit wants love and peace and patience and long-suffering, right? Here's how the Apostle Paul put it. He said, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. What it means to be in sync with the Spirit, it means that we also live harmoniously with other people. That's what it means. We live in harmony with other people. So the question I want to ask you this morning, if you're self-diagnosing on this, is who are you out of harmony with? Who are you out of sync with? Is there anyone in your life, and I want you to really really think about this, like take a moment, because for somebody this might be the thing.
1: Is there anybody in your life
0: that you have not forgiven? For instance, there's a disruption, there's a disharmony when you think about that person because you have not forgiven them because they wronged you, and you don't want to forgive them because they don't deserve it, and they didn't ask for it. And yet there's a disharmony in your life because you haven't forgiven them. Or there's a conflict that you haven't resolved, right? Or there's, there's some drama that just keeps arising. And the Holy Spirit is saying, look, if you're out of sync, if you're in an interpersonal disharmony on any consistent basis, that may mean that you're out of harmony with the Spirit. Another way you can diagnose whether or not you're in sync instead step. Uh, or not is persistent anxiety. So if you're if you're walking around this morning, and I've I've this is one I can vouch for personally. If you are experiencing persistent anxiety, persistent worry, persistent uh, fear, or, or or nervousness around your life, um, that's not from God. Somebody that's just not God doesn't do that. That's not from God. Okay. Sometimes I'll ask my wife. I'll be like, on a, especially on Sunday afternoons. Cause I'm like downloading from Sunday and I like, I love Sunday so much. And then after Sunday afternoon, I'm just kind of like thinking about everybody I talked to and everybody I got to pray with and everybody I hugged and I'm thinking about the sermon and I'm thinking about everything. Right. And I'll, I'll ask my wife, I'm like, is there anything I should be worrying about? Should I worry about anything? I need something. She's like, no, you shouldn't worry about anything. I'm like, okay, well I'll worry about, you know, it's going to rain again. You know, I don't know. I got to find something, but persistent anxiety is not from the Lord. It's not from God. We're a very anxious generation. My generation, the millennial generation, Gen Z. Look at all the studies of mental health of all of these generations. We're, an we're an anxious people because there's all this stimuli, all this information, all this comparison, social media, all these different kinds of things that we're looking at and taking in, and it can cause anxiety. God says this. He says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He hasn't given you that spirit of anxiety. That's not of the spirit. He did not, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is what God wants for you. He wants you to be in sync with that. Power and love and sound mind, I'll take that. Two, please. You know, let me, let me, let me double size that. Let me get some of that, right? Because he doesn't want you to be in this life of persistent anxiety. So if you're experiencing that, then let's, let's think about are we in sync with the spirit? Are we in step? With the Spirit. The third one is this chronic, what I call chronic captivity. Chronic captivity means you keep finding yourself in the same debilitating situation over and over and over again. You keep finding yourself in circumstances, right, that are not benefiting you, that are not flourishing your life that are actually holding you back and trapping you and keeping you oppressed and keeping you in a yoke and a bondage of slavery. And and you keep finding yourself in those situations, and you're not free from that, right? That's chronic captivity. And a lot of times, when we are in those circumstances, we look at the circumstances as if the circumstances are brand new and the circumstances are the ones that are capturing us. But if it's chronic, that means we keep doing it. Right? And eventually, we have to go, well, maybe it, maybe it isn't the circumstances. What's the common factor here? What's the common denominator? It's me, right? I was driving this summer in my, in, in my car. I was driving down the highway. And I heard, as I was driving, I heard this sound. And it was like, like that, as I'm driving. And I thought to myself, man, somebody needs to fix this highway. Because this highway has got some grooves in it. And they need to, like, it's very irritating. For this highway to have this sound. So then I pulled off the highway and I got on the side road. And I heard. Brruh, 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 brruh. And I thought, man, whoever poured the highway must have also poured the side road. Like, this is crazy. They should fix these roads out here, somebody. And then I pulled into a parking lot at a gas station. Brruh, brruh. I said, man, even the parking lot is messed up, right? I get out of the car, I look at my tire. I've got a bolt in my tire. It was like this big, a bolt in my tire. Probably got it at the Shaw campus. I don't know what I mean. But but I got a bolt. And so, actually, it wasn't the highway, and it wasn't the side road, and it wasn't the parking lot. It was me, right? If you keep finding yourself in situations that are disruptive to the peace, the love, the joy, the patience, the kindness, the mercy. If you keep finding yourself, that's chronic captivity. That might be an indication that we're out of sync. We're out of step with the Spirit. So, I don't want to diagnose something that the that and the scripture doesn't want to diagnose something that the scripture and and God and the power of the Spirit can't fix, right? So the question that I have is, how then do I get in sync with the Spirit? How do I not be a death metal drummer when the worship leader is playing Oceans? Okay, how do I get in sync with the Spirit? How do I do that? And and throughout this letter, the 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 Apostle Paul and, and some other portions of the scripture give us these. These very delicate, beautiful, and powerful cues as to how we can get back in sync. The first one is this. It's simply listen. Listen for the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen for what God is saying in your life. Because the Holy Spirit will actually help you get back in sync if you can hear it. How many of you know that you can hear something but not actually hear it? Like... All the the wives just said, amen. All the wives were just like, amen. Like, like, because sometimes somebody's talking to you, and there's nothing wrong with your ears. Like, the the sound waves are going in, but they're not registering. You hear it, but you're not really listening. You can't really hear it because you're not focused on it, right? If you want to know how this worship team, who is amazing, stays on tempo, stays in sync with each other, I'll show you. I'm going to give you the little secret. This is a little behind-the-scenes secret. These things are called P-16s, I'm told. Okay? And and they have a little cable, and a cable plugs to a little earbud, and everybody on this worship team has these earbuds in their ears, and inside of that earbud, they're hearing what's called a click track. Click track is a, is a tempo set like this. It's like this. And it's an objective, external, preset, number that allows you to hear that over and over and over again so all the musicians and all the singers all the vocalists everybody can hear the click track and that's how they stay on sync now in our lives we hear a lot of voices we hear a lot of noises coming from a lot of different directions but if we don't have the click track of an objective, external, outside source of truth that we can turn to, we will get veered off in all kinds of directions, and we'll be left-sharking over here, and we'll be all undulating in different directions, off-step, off-sync, out-of-tempo, somebody, right? Because we don't have an objective standard to which to listen, right? Jesus put it like this. He said, here I am. I'm right here. KJV says, behold, look at me. I'm right here. I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. The door is your heart. All right. I'm knocking. And if anybody hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and I'll sup with them and I'll eat with them and and they with me. In other words, he's saying, "I I want you to hear me. In fact, Jesus, one of the one of the things that he says all the time is he that hath ears, let him hear. Knowing that about 99.9% of his hearers of his, of his crowd had ears. And so he's saying, y'all got ears, but are you really hearing, right? The way we hear is we come to church on a Sunday morning. We hear the word of God. Somebody needs to hear this today because you come and you sit and you don't, but let it sink in, right? Or at a life group, when you go to a life group, the word of God is proclaimed. And if you really open up your heart and listen, you'll hear some things. If you listen to your spouse, you might hear some things every once in a while. If you listen to somebody that's wiser than you, that's been down the path a little bit longer than you, you might hear some things that'll help you get in sync, get in step with the Spirit, right? So he says, look, first just start to listen. That might be your thing today. Just hearing what God has to say to you through prayer, through scripture, through life groups, through serving, finding a way to hear what the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to you. The second one is this practice what you hear practice it, drill it. You know, my, 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 my dad was in the army when he was young, and he would talk to us about how they would go out on, uh, you know, in boot camp, and they would do drills. They would do marching drills. And it's, it wasn't enough just to hear it, that you would have to drill it over and over. You would practice it. And they would go hour after hour and practice until they got crisp, until they got tight, until everybody was marching on the same beat. In fact, that's the that's the word in the scripture where it says, uh, to, to keep in step with the Spirit. It's actually talking about military-type marching. It's rows of people who are walking in step. And so the scripture is saying, look, if you really, wanna, if you really want to experience the fruit of the Spirit, right, which I'm giving to you, but if you want to experience it, then keep in step with the Spirit. So practice it. Live it out. James, who I love, who's kind of like the counterpart of Paul, says this, Don't just listen. Right. That's step one. Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself, but do it like get out there and start practicing it. Not again. I want to be real clear on this. Not so that God will love you. That's done. It's already done. Don't do any of this under the burden of if I don't, God will hate me. All right. Please, if that's you, don't do anything. All right. I'm going to undo this sermon. Don't do anything. Receive God's grace. Okay. So, but once you've experienced God's love in your life and experienced His grace and His power, then you start to walk it out. You start to practice it. You start to take the steps that you need to, to take. You start to practice. We we had a little talk through a book this morning or this week in uh, in our staff meeting. There's a book that I'm reading called uh, The Common Rule, and the um, the author is a really interesting guy, Justin Early, and he was like a bi- he's a big firm litigator. He's a lawyer who's just super busy. He's Christian. But he just his life just kind of got overly crazy with busyness, and uh, he kind of had a meltdown, kind of a crash. And he started to say, "Well, look, okay, let me pull back and let me start to see what I can do on a consistent basis that's a little more aligned with the with the rhythm of the Holy Spirit in my life." And he gives these habits that he encourages people to do, like like kneel down and pray. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy, man. That's profound. Like like kneel down and pray. That's one of his daily habits that he encourages. Another one that I love is. Uh, He calls it scripture before phone, scripture before phone should be self-explanatory. But every time you reach for that phone. Right. How about if you read a scripture first? Because actually, if you read the scripture, you might forget about the phone for a minute. Right. And be able to focus. But 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 God is calling us to start to practice these habits and these principles. Right. That, That God is teaching us in order that not in order that he'll love us, but in order that we can get in sync. With the spirit that we can begin to experience more of this love and joy and peace. The last one is this very simple. The third one is this partner with the Holy Spirit. Partner with the Holy Spirit. Now, let me let me break this down for you, because for a lot of people, you might not be here yet. But I think a lot of us are here. A lot of us are here. Partnering with the Holy Spirit means that you move beyond just receiving what God has for you and you start partnering with him to bring other people into the dance. Are you with me this morning? You start to help to to reach out to other folks and inviting them into what God has for them. It's moving beyond just consuming, right? And now you are partnering with God to pursue his purpose. and And he's given each and every one of us the strength and the gifts and the talent and the ability to do this in our own way. He's just calling us to do it, and sometimes it's hard to get over that hurdle. was talking to a friend of mine this uh, a couple weeks ago who is in recovery uh, from alcohol addiction and um, he told me he said you know uh, I asked him what is the 12 step and he kind of started describing the 12 step because he's in a 12 12 step program and it was interesting to me because he said the last step is when you begin to share this experience that you're having with other people and thereby encouraging them and helping them uh, as they start to take the steps that they need to take. In other words, you're partnering now. You're, You're becoming a partner. You're becoming somebody who's reaching out to somebody else. The Apostle Paul puts it like this. He says, carry each other's burdens. This is how you really start to get in sync with the Spirit. And let me tell you something. You will not experience any greater joy. Believe me on this. Any greater fulfillment in your life than when you begin to use your strengths and your gifts and what God has given you to help somebody else along the path. I promise you, there is no greater sense of fulfillment than when you, than when you see the light bulb turn on for somebody else. And you go, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm partnering with God in pursuing his mission and his purpose. This, this uh, last week, I learned that at our church this year, from January until now, we've had over 70 new people join our dream team. 70 new people join our dream team, which is awesome, right? But what that means to me is that 70 individuals this year who are saying, I want to move beyond just receiving. I want to partner. I want to help carry somebody else's burdens because I don't know what you're coming in here with, but I'm sure you're coming in here with stuff, right? You're coming in here with some anxiety. You're coming in here with some interpersonal disharmony. You're coming in here with some chronic captivity, some things in your life that, Right. Right. And so when we partner with God, that means I'm going to I'm going to help lean into this. I'm going to help serve somebody else. In fact, I've also found out this week that we have 65. We're going to be launching 65 life groups, 65 life groups. That's 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 65 individuals who say, I want to help carry your burden. I want to help you carry your burden. I want to help be a part of, 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 you experiencing all that God has for you so that you can live out the life that God's called you to live. And, 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 and that's in addition to the over a hundred people that have signed up. This is, these are 65 leaders that said, I'm going to, I'm going to dive into this. And I also found out that about 20 of them are men's discipleship groups, men's discipleship groups, right? This semester they're going to be about, and you know, there are amazing groups, all different kinds of groups, but but that's 20 men in our congregation, and then there are other men in other kinds of life groups, leading other kinds of life groups, but 20 of our men said, look, I want to lead somebody else. I want to help carry their burden, right? And then I found out this morning that somebody uh, in our in our church, Rochelle, said, I actually want to help carry the burden because I'm going to cater for those 20 men's life groups, I'm going to bring food because I know how these guys just bring, you know, Doritos and stuff. So, so god is calling god is calling us to to get in step with Him. how do we do that we start to partner with Him. we start to turn our life into the christian life doesn't end with us christian life doesn't end with me absorbing what god has for me bring on the blessing lord let me just flow in the blessing yeah okay but what's the blessing for you're blessed to be a blessing right you're blessed to be a blessing. we are god gives us his love his joy his peace his strength his mercy his justice His righteousness is power, not so we can just absorb it for ourselves, but so we can be a conduit of it, conduit of it for somebody else. We can be a vessel of it. Our lives are poured out to the last drop. We become a a poured-out offering for God. Our life, we just just pour it right back out. Everything that he fills us with, we just pour it back out. This week, I guess it was last week, I had the, the joy and the honor. We had somebody reach out to us in the congregation. And, and say that he wanted to get baptized. He wanted to take a step and, and get baptized and to turn his life over to the Lord. And, and so we don't have baptism service planned for a few weeks. We're a few weeks out, but he wanted to get baptized now. So we went down to Forest Park and we got down in the fountain at Forest Park with his family and his, and his girlfriend and her family and, and, and down below the, uh, that, that, uh, that, what's that called? the World's Fair thing. And we're down there and sort of like out in in the public. And man, we just went down. We just got baptized. He just got baptized right there. It was so awesome, right? It was so awesome. But here's what's really awesome. Because I look at that moment and it might seem like, ah, that's the finish line. He came across the finish line. No. That's the starting line. That's the starting. He, He received the grace and the power and the love of God in his life, right? But when we do that, That's just the beginning of the life that God has for us. Now we get in step with the Spirit. Now we get in sync with the Spirit. We start to listen to His Word. We start to practice the truths and the principles that He puts out in front of us, puts in our place so that we can experience love, joy, peace, and all of the great fruit that He has for us. And then we partner with Him. And we say, you know what? I want to be a part of having somebody else experience the joy that I'm experiencing. There is no greater fulfillment in life than that. That's what God's calling you to this morning. That's what he's calling you to. Maybe your step this morning is you go to step one, you become a member of, of this church. Or if this is not your church, go find a church and become a member of that church and get engaged, get involved. Start start serving, start pouring your heart out, right? Get in a, you go online, get on a life group. Get in a life group. Start taking the steps that God, so you can hear God's word, right? Or join the dream team. Or find a, find a way, find a place to get in sync, with the Spirit because God wants each and every one of us to make music together. That's what He wants. That's what... He, and when a group of people... You know, it's cool to hear somebody playing the guitar, but it's real cool to hear a symphony, right? So God's calling us to, to become a symphony. He's calling us to become a symphony that brings the joy and the beauty and the love and the power of God to this community. And it just spreads. And you become a... You've been Christians... Chris, we don't. As Christians, we don't even scratch the surface of what God has for us. He wants us to be a movement to bring this joy, this righteousness, this strength, and this power, not just to our city, not just to our state, but around the globe. That's what he's calling us to do. That's what he's calling us to be if we can get in step with the rhythm of the Spirit. Would you stand with me this morning as we close? We have like, we have like 45 seconds before the service has to end. So here's what I want to do this morning. I want to do this this morning. We don't normally do this. If you want to experience a little bit more of what God has for you in your life, if you want to hear from him this morning, you want to listen to him this morning, or you want to start to begin to put into practice some of the things that he's called you to practice, or if you want to start partnering with him in some way, you want to start experiencing a little more love in your life and a little more peace and a little more patience and a little more kindness and goodness and you want to start experiencing what it feels like to get in step with the spirit i want to invite you to come forward this morning and come just come straight down to the front and pray and we're not going to we're not going to send you back to any kind of place to get you you know baptized or anything like that this morning and you're not confessing that you have been a deplorable sinner just come if you just want to experience what god a little more of what god has in your life just come to the front just come to the front cuz what we're going to do is we're going to just pray together you can put your hand on somebody's shoulder or take somebody by the hand. Yeah, everybody who just wants to experience a little bit more, come on up. Make room for somebody else. This is like old. This is like an altar call. This is like old school altar call. And and yeah, just come on. Make make room. You guys can scoot on down there and scoot a little bit on down that way. And this is awesome, you guys. This is so awesome. This is so awesome. Would you just scoot in as closely as you can? Closely as you can. And put your hand on somebody's shoulder or take them by the hand, right? And we're just going to all pray together. We're just going to all pray together that God would help us to get in step with His Spirit. We would begin to experience the love and the joy and the peace and the patience of, of being in sync, in rhythm with the Holy Spirit. Would you bow your heads? Let's pray together right now. Father, we come before you right now. And we thank you, God, for the life that you give us that we don't deserve. You give it to us freely by the power of your spirit. It's the breath that we breathe. Your spirit is our life, and we breathe in your life, and we are grateful for it. And God, we want to step deeper into your spirit. We want to walk closer to you. We want to be more in sync, more in rhythm, more in tempo on your time, God. We want to be more aligned with your spirit, God, so we can experience the love and the joy, the peace, the fruit of the spirit that you have for us. So, God, we ask right now for those of us that just need to open our ears and listen to you. God, unplug our ears. Let us hear what you have to say to us right now. Let us hear what you have to say. Father, for those of us, Lord, who need to begin putting into practice the things that we're hearing, give us the courage to do that. Give us the strength to do that. Let your spirit empower us to start walking out the life that you've called for us. God, I pray that you would give us the strength, Lord, to start stepping into your presence and stepping according to the rhythm of your spirit, living out the practices that you put before us. And God, I also pray for those of us who need to partner with you, that we would start to see beyond ourselves. we would start to see the hurt, the pain, the suffering, the challenges, the worries, the fears, the difficulties of other people that you have empowered us to heal. And I pray, Lord, that we would be a force for your good. I pray that we would be a force for your spirit. That we would invite others to the dance and that we would be partners with you, God, in spreading your word and spreading your joy and your love, your peace and your patience. That we would be a transformative agent in this city, God. This is what I pray for each and every one of us. And Father, today we just praise you for the joy and the love that you've already given us. God, we receive it this morning. We open our hearts and we receive it. God, we just ask that everything that we do and say would bring honor praise and glory to you this morning we pray this all in the wonderful name of jesus and everybody said amen 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 would you hug somebody on the way out and tell them keep the beat keep the beat amen god bless you we'll see you next time